This is Briar Klopp, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services in Greenbush, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan. We'll also hear from Sierra Doctor as well. Looking at the uh, weather maps this morning, blizzard warnings continue to be in place here, though those of us in the Northern Valley waking up to mostly dry conditions as of yet with that uh, storm system pushing our direction, not quite reaching here yet. Looking at the maps, we do have a pretty heavy line of snow stretching all the way from Dickinson through Bismarck to Jamestown, and then it turns over to more of a mixed uh, precipitation by Valley City, then on into Fargo, and then you go east of there, and it's more of a rain system, and that's a large system with rain falling along that I-29 corridor all the way from Sioux City, Iowa, and then it moves all the way up to Bemidji, Minnesota with rain. You go west of that, we have a transition from a mixed to snow. Major winter storm pushing uh, north and eastward across the northern plains. Grand Forks-based National Weather Service meteorologist Austin Perot says the storm just taking its time getting into the northern valley. As of right now, precipitation is kind of just knocking on the doorsteps of Grand Forks right now. Um, there are some areas of light to moderate snow west of the Red River Valley, kind of approaching the Devil's Lake Basin as of 6 a.m. Um, towards the east of us, we're kind of... Um, um, towards the east of the Red River Valley, they've got mostly just rain so far, and we're kind of in that middle area right now. But we should start seeing that snowfall start to come here in the next two or three hours-ish. But most of the heaviest snowfall impacts are going to be expected afternoon today. And Perosa's snowfall total still expected to range from six inches to more than a foot with high winds and blizzard warnings in effect. At least six inches of snow. Um, pretty much our probabilities are at least 90 to 95 percent widespread for at least six inches. Um, we may start pushing that foot threshold today. There's still that 60 to 70 percent probability, at least in the Grand Forks area, for a foot of snow here through this whole event. Um, shouldn't get much higher than that, but we could see some areas that could see some higher totals exceeding a foot. The wind is going to be the other big story. So as we get that falling no, it's going to be combining with the winds getting up to 45, potentially 50 miles per hour. So we are expecting very, very poor visibility for travel conditions for even in, in, in town and in open rural country. Blizzard warnings are going to be are currently active right now, and those are going to be going through 10 a.m. tomorrow. USDA made a small upward adjustment to U.S. corn production in its supply-demand report yesterday, raising corn production to 13.9 billion bushels. That's up 35 million from October. USDA raised corn ending stocks 10 million bushels and left the season average farm price unchanged at $6.80 a bushel. The uh, supply-demand report to USDA increased domestic wheat usage 5 million bushels. Uh, marketing year ending stocks are forecast at 571 million bushels, down 5 million, and the lowest since to the 2007-2008 marketing year. Season average farm price for wheat unchanged, $9.20 a bushel. USDA increased soybean production by 33 million bushels to 4.35 billion on a yield of 50.2 bushels per acre for soybeans. Soybean ending stocks raised 20 million bushels to 220 million. Average farm gate price left unchanged at $14 per bushel. USDA lowered global corn ending stocks slightly, uh, estimating global corn stocks at 300.8 million metric tons, on par with trade estimates. Uh, 
but down from October's 301.2 million metric ton estimate. Global soybean production estimated at 102.2 million tons, up from October of 100.5 million tons. Global wheat ending stocks estimated at 267.8 million. That's up slightly from the 267.5 million metric ton estimate in October. The uh, total farm marketing senior market advisor Naomi Bloom says yesterday's supply demand report confirmed the world ending stocks is lower than a bit than what is comfortable. The world is hoping right now that South America has record production, and we're pricing in South America right now to have record production of their crops. So if the weather turns not fantastic in South America during December and January, you're going to see these markets respond pretty quick. And I think the USDA. Also waiting until we get a little bit more information out about the Black Sea grain agreement that expires on November 19th. So overall, corn and soybean futures continuing to consolidate in a big pennant flag formation. Probably going to see that continue for a few more weeks here until we get some bigger piece of news to finally get us out of that range. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Thursday farm news on the Red River Farm Network. The threat of a railroad strike is now off the table until uh, December 9th at the earliest. The previous strike deadline was November 20th. One of the major unions announced it was extending the status quo timeline to match another union. If either of the two largest unions are still voting, the deadline could be extended again. The Class 1 railroads reportedly plan to start shutting down service in anticipation of a work stoppage. In a notice to members, the unions claim the railroads are trying to cause panic and manipulate Congress to intervene. United States Taiwan have wrapped up two days of trade talks. U.S. Trade Representative's Office said the two sides discussed several issues, including agricultural trade. USTR uh, Trade Representative uh, said, said a handful of government agencies, including the Commerce Department, the Food and Drug Administration, were represented in those trade talks. USDA, though, was not on that list. Representatives of the United Nations scheduled to meet with the senior-level le Russian delegation tomorrow. They'll be discussing the Black Sea Grain Initiative. Grain Deal is scheduled to expire November 19th, and an extension will be on the table. Boosted by large increases in most sales categories, U.S. farm exports increased to a record $196.4 billion in the fiscal year that ended September 30th. That according to the newly released Commerce Department data. Sales were 14% higher than the previous expectation of $172.7 billion. Soybeans, the single largest ag export, climbed 26% to $33.3 billion. Wheat exports up 15% to $8.3 billion, and corn rose 12%. Equipment dealerships have been plagued by supply chain issues and product shortages since the start of the COVID pandemic. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has more. Equipment lots typically see an uptick in sales during end-of-year spending. True North Equipment CEO John Unkin says supply chain issues are slowly getting better day by day. Supply chain varies by kind of project segment, where components are coming from and what can be completed or certain models that maybe uh, take less components that uh, are more readily available. I think the technology piece is always, you know, precision technology piece is always one of those things, whether it's software controllers, uh, things of that nature. Tires still be a, still tend to be a very challenging piece in our industry. So tire demand by manufacturers, and that's become a real global thing in terms of where they're sourcing from. 
And while we have such a strong demand and we have orders in the system, I think the supply chain has improved. As Unken reflects on the fall harvest season, he says part shortages were an improvement on 2020s. I, as a owner and, and as a company, invested heavily early on on extra uh, parts in the system and doing that purposefully to create a cushion. Now, that isn't every, you can never guess it right, but you try to guess as best you can around the needs based off of historical part sales and so forth. But we certainly have had um, every dealer in in this industry has had to partner with other dealers to get a part and give a part back and do some horse trading based on seasonality and different things. So it's kind of a shared event sometimes to solve some of the challenges that are out there. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. The Minnesota Food and Agriculture Summit being held today in Minneapolis. program will include a recap of election results and the impact on agriculture. Minnesota Governor Tim Walz also scheduled to address the group. The meeting, which is organized by the Minnesota Agri-Growth Council, will discuss supply chain issues, the threat of animal diseases, and an economic outlook. Black Seed Grain Agreement is scheduled to expire in a week and a half. The Russian Foreign Ministry is warning the deal will not be extended if the United States and the West doesn't make it easier for them to export grain and fertilizer. That's seen as a negotiating tool since there are no sanctions on Russian exports of grain or fertilizer. For more information from the Red River Farm Network, you can visit Facebook and Twitter. You can also find stories, podcasts, and more at rrfn.com. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Syngenta's head of crop protection marketing, Jeff Cecil, says Syngenta is working to roll out new products to focus on issues farmers face during the growing season. When we look at um, what products we're bringing to market, we're really looking from the farm perspective first to understand what problems are out there. And uh, when we bring a product to market, it's it's really about addressing a specific need. Um, The obvious one um, over the last few years has been the resistance challenges that have come uh, to uh, the row crops and uh, the challenges that they're seeing with uh, specific weeds um, are key challenges that uh, need to be addressed. So we're continuing to look into this space. Uh, the products that we've brought have really changed the game on, on controlling these weeds as well as other tough-to-control pests. And like many companies, Cecil says Syngenta was not immune to all supply chain issues over the past few years, but they have been working hard to mitigate those problems to get necessary product to the field. Well, certainly there's been a lot of challenges across the supply chain for the last couple of years, and those will continue into 23. Uh, we have seen those challenges, just like everybody else, uh, being able to deliver things uh, in a, a timely fashion has been a real challenge for, for a lot of us. Uh, but we've been pretty good positioned to uh, plan early um, and be able to uh, out outperform in that space as well. And uh, we're excited about uh, the opportunity to, to make a good plan and then to deliver on that plan, which we've done in 22 uh, and that uh, will continue in 23. 
USDA's Risk Management Agency partnering with two entities to provide enhanced education and training in the crop insurance industry. RMA Administrator Marsha Bunger explains. The first one is with the Southern Risk Management Education Center, and that one we are tagging with the name of The Navigator. Through the University of Arkansas, this project is going to be an ongoing collaboration with Extension Risk Management Education, 1890 Small Farm Program, extension service and different land grant universities and this is going to hopefully provide much needed education around the basics of crop insurance. And the focus will be on new crop insurance agents and crop adjusters. With the Intertribal Ag Council as our principal, they will be, along with three other partners, rolling out the Building Resiliency Project to identify individuals who are interested in becoming an agent or a loss adjuster. This program will help them through the licensing aspects of attaining a crop insurance license in their respective states. It will also provide the necessary education to learn how to become a crop insurance agent loss adjuster. Checking markets this morning, uh, wheat trading uh, three quarters to two and a half cents higher. Corn is down a couple of pennies, soybeans trading five to seven lower. On the farm calendar, the Minnesota Agri-Growth Food Summit uh, continues today. That's in Minneapolis. Uh, here are reports from that from Don Wick. Also, the uh, U.S. Canola Association's autumn board meeting taking place in Scottsdale through Friday. This is the Red River Farm Network.